Get the inside scoop on what VCs are thinking and where they are investing today and tomorrow. Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music guide you through the opaque world of venture capital and reveal all the ways you can source capital for your company's growth. It all starts right here with Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music on VC Confidential. Welcome to the premiere episode of VC Confidential. I'm Ann Kennedy, and I am here with my co-host and partner at Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music. Together, we are the managing director of the Sibylla Masters Fund, and you can find out more about that at masters.vc. Hi, Jillian. Here we go again. Let's share a little background for our listeners as we move into this new chapter of our broadcasting lives. As our faithful listeners know, we've hosted the CEO Coach podcast for many years. Indeed, you began that show live every Monday more than 11 years ago, and you had a company to run. Share with us what made you launch that product. Podcast. <laughs> Hi, Anne. It's uh, wonderful to be here. I'm really excited and I'm delighted to be launching VC Confidential with you today. I'm happy to be able to share that uh, provenance of CEO Couch podcast also. And that continues, by the way, uh, at WMR.FM and it can be found on streaming sites around the world. So we hope you go back and take a look at that. But about this, um, in 2009, I was the president of Moz. It was known as SEO Moz then, and I was woefully unprepared to launch or manage a fast-scaling company at the time. I had no business degree, no legal or finance degree. I had no mentors, advisors, uh, enterprise business management experience. That would have been helpful. Uh, there were no peers and no ecosystem around me. It was a roller coaster ride, and it was often quite dark and difficult. And I think you know that too, Anne, right? You did the same. You ran a, you know, a company that became a massive brand around the world in search marketing. And, you know, your degrees did not prep you for that. And our early lives did not prep us uh, to launch an industry, let alone a company, right? That's right. And it's little known factoid. I went to film school. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, not exactly what you expect when you become, you know, the executor of that wizard and executor pair uh, that makes successful scalable corporations. But along the way towards that substantial success of Moz, um, I made every mistake in the book and then some. I made just enough right decisions that the company survived those tough times, truly. It, in particular, in late 2006, Newsweek called and they wanted to include Rand and something about Moz in an article they were publishing about this emerging industry of SEO. Um, and it grew and it became quite a big splash. It was, uh, you know, in the cover of the paper. And in addition, it was uh, five pages or so in the big spread in the middle. Now, this was paper stuff as well as online at the time. And before those magazines hit the stand, I called dozens of business colleagues. And I wanted to know, you know, how do I prepare for this, you know, pending attention? Um, how do I take advantage to improve this business? Lord knows we needed to improve that business. It was hard times. So I needed to know how best to optimize that opportunity to align my messaging with the corporate culture, uh, you know, to steer this company wisely to a greater success. And no one 
could or would give me a straight answer. So at that point, I decided, you know, if I ever crawled out of the morass, if I ever saw success in that company, that I would give back. And uh, I've always said, you know, entrepreneurship is difficult. And it should be, you know, it's, it's not for every school child. But it shouldn't be difficult due to lack of information. And so for many years, I've said, CEO coach was all about all the mistakes I've ever made so you don't have to make them. And over the years, I think it became much more than that. Indeed, it did. After I joined you about eight years ago, we built a solid body of work, which is still available right here on WMR.FM. Listeners, take a look for the CEO Coach archives at WMRFM. Work your way back. The most recent shows will be the most relevant to your needs today. So, Jillian, why launch a new show now and why a show about venture capital? Well, uh, that's because my good friend Anne said, hey, let's do it. <laughs> okay, well, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I did. You did. You did indeed. <laughs> but along that way, you know, we announced our intention to form the Sibylla Masters Fund in 2018. And we took a deep dive into the world of venture capital. And just as, you know, when we were entrepreneurs, we found it was still shrouded in a lot of mystery and a lot of opacity. And a lot of things that, frankly, just didn't make sense. That's true. And I have to say, I went down the path thinking, you know, I'm the blind and I need the one-eyed man. Um, where are the answers? Why don't I understand this? Why does it not make sense to me? Obviously, I don't get it. But we started asking some questions and we started finding some answers that indicated maybe we were not so blind. Maybe there was something to this. And we listened to questions from entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Entrepreneurs' questions were and remain overwhelmingly focused on funding. Most entrepreneurs yeah. want to know how to raise venture capital, sell their stock, aka equity, for cash needed to scale their companies. Mm -hmm. That's right. It's always about cash for equity. You're right. So in those last segments of CEO Coach, we spent so much airtime focused on venture capital in all its forms that it made sense to launch a new show focusing on venture capital now and how it works. I mean, I remember you're saying, you know, this has been a good show, but it's not what we're talking about anymore. We need to move this on, Jillian. And you were right. Well, and there you have it, folks. This show, VC Confidential, is for investors and entrepreneurs alike. We are going to rip that opaque lid off conventional venture capital and show you how it works. Yes, conventional and other venture capital. So there's more than just this conventional piece, folks. So who makes money in conventional venture capital or any other kind? And how do they make it? And what companies should accept venture funding and which one shouldn't? Spoiler alert. Love my spoiler alerts. <laughs> Very few companies ever get VC capital and even fewer should take it. Wow. I think that's our first essential secret for entrepreneurs. There's a slim chance you're going to get funding, and that's no surprise. 
but there's a slimmer chance if you're a man of color and slimmer yet if you're a white woman and slimmer yet even if you're a woman of color and still there are no surprises there. True enough. Our secret tip is that even if you are one of the anointed few who get offered conventional venture capital, there's a very good chance you should just say no. <laughs> yes, like an opioid, right? Just <laughs> say no. And it is addictive. It has a siren song. So let's dive into this world of venture capital. Let's define some of this stuff, what's conventional and non-conventional, where are things headed, right? Let's take a look at the origins of the state of the industry today. Right, Jillian. So Seth Godin famously said, people who spread ideas win. On CEO Coach, you spread ideas for 11 years. Yeah. <laughs> but let's consider what the world was like when you began what you'd learned in March of 2009. A new administration was dealing with a financial meltdown. Wait a minute. Does that sound familiar? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the eye of that storm was banking and real estate. Just shy of a decade earlier in 2001, you and I and many of our colleagues gripped our company's tillers and steered our ships through another storm, the technology meltdown known as the dot-com bubble. And boy, did it burst. In 2020, the eye of today's economic storm is a global health crisis from supply chains and transportation, education to energy and manufacturing to hospitality, the world's economy has been shuttered overnight. While it's hard to say how, when and how recovery will come, the emergent economy will be different than the one we left behind in Q1 2020. As we talk here today, the oil industry has cratered into negative prices per barrel because no one is driving to work. In truth, no one is driving anywhere or flying anywhere or using fuel to power manufacturing. You know, a robust economy requires that the deals, uh, the gears, you know, turn in concert. If one stops, many others are going to stop. You know, I read recently that Delta asked the FAA for permission to stop serving Hartford, Connecticut Airport. They had an average of one passenger a day, not one per flight, one per day. And yet airlines are not permitted to simply stop serving an airport. If I were Delta, I'd be sending a limo with balloons and gifts and more and whatever to pick the pickup location for that one passenger per day, and I'd drive them to an airport hub. Flying empty airports is a massive waste of resources, and of course, it pollutes this planet unnecessarily. And on that not-so-happy note, we have to take a break now for our sponsors. We'll be right back with some insights into the world of venture capital on VC Confidential. Don't go away. More ways you can source capital for your company's growth on VC Confidential is coming up. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. 
If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY podcasting system. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music are back with the inside scoop on what VCs are thinking and where they are investing today and tomorrow on VC Confidential, only on WMR.FM. Welcome back to the premiere episode of VC Confidential. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and we're talking about what you as an investor, advisor, or entrepreneur need to know about venture capital. Before the break, Jillian, we were talking about the state of the world today as we here in 2020 are, you know, stuck in this uh, global meltdown with the, uh, with the uh, pandemic of the coronavirus. And just to sum that one up, the message is clear. Industries across all sectors are finding new and better ways to work within the constraints of the current lockdown. The question is whether the world will find better ways to live and work in the post-pandemic economy as well. Um, I'd say there are some good signs that, you know, what has been seen cannot be unseen. Uh, there are clear skies in Los Angeles and in New Delhi. Fresh waters are running in the Venice canals. The Himalayas are being seen in northern India for the first time in several generations, not just one. And I understand you can hear birds chirping on Madison Avenue in New York. There are also some things that we've seen that are not suitable for pandemic postcards, right? Our government here in the United States was woefully unprepared for this pandemic. Politics aside, our citizenry would really do well to consider that we've been motivated and impressed only by such flashy knee-jerk responses, such as cash in our pockets following an economic meltdown. We're transfixed by these shiny objects, and we've been far too willing to ignore the hard work of thoughtfully working through thorny, complex issues to plan and to execute preparations for crisis that may or may never occur. 
In our world of venture capital, Anne, I think it's the same. And it's time for us to evolve there as well. So conventional venture capital was invented 74 years ago with the goal of funding innovation and encouraging the startup of companies, right? George Doriot uh, was acknowledged to be the father of that VC. And subsequently, very little has changed in this venture capital process. Conventional venture capital has done a very good job of funding innovation. But venture capital was not designed to fund the companies which are designed to remain privately held by the founders that are the foundation of our economic stability. Yes, and the numbers would bear that out. Today, approximately 4% or less of venture-backed equity-funded companies have had successful exits within eight to 10 years. And... According to the Kaufman Foundation, more than half of all conventional venture capital funds are not returning ROI to their investors. Wow. The results of conventional venture capital funds should give investors, entrepreneurs, and civic leaders to pause. 80% of all venture-funded companies fail within five years. 16% continue to operate, but never return capital to their funds. That leaves a scant 3.7% provide a positive exit for founders and investors. By using a very limited funding model, a conventional funding model, 74 years old, VCs are not able to capitalize all companies in the evolving landscape of early stage startups. The conventional equity for cash model requires companies to exit in order to return any ROI to the fund. With so many venture funded companies failing, it's evident that this funding model is rarely suitable for either individual investors or entrepreneurs. So, yeah, I was going to say, so who makes the money, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and I think that that is exactly what we're going to drill down to in this uh, second segment of the show. Yeah. Specifically, how does how does venture capital work? And even more specifically, how do VCs make money? Okay, so let's start with who's not making money in this conventional venture market, right? As you said, more than half the funds fail to pay anything to their investors. Not the zip, zero, nothing, right? And by the way, returns are much lower even for angel investors than they are for venture capital investors, okay? VC funds, the massive funds, the names that we know about, right? Um, I call them the 30 guys who have known each other for 30 years behind closed doors on Sand Hill Road, and there's two guys in Boston and somebody in New York, right? These guys are making outsized returns, the kind that we read about in the Financial Times and the Wall Street Journal and so on and so forth. And their outsized returns are kind of a siren song for others to do that kind of investing too. But they leverage massive institutional capital and sometimes sovereign capital, in other words, money from governments. Um, they're not the only ones, of course. The VC companies exist all over the world, and they are also funded very often by government uh, entities as well as by massive private capital. But the individual investor, 
the ones who are maybe a private family office or an individual investor who doesn't have a private family office. And by the way, private family offices are entities that are like, if you will, I don't know, a Merrill Lynch or a Morgan Stanley for a single family. In other words, that family has a billion dollars or more, and they can afford to have their own research and investment firm, if you will, managing their investments. So as we return to the conversation at hand, right, these venture capital funds have to make huge exits in order to repay their investors, right? It's kind of a simple math. A venture capital fund will generally take 2% per year in management fees. If a fund is 10 years, then that's kind of 20% off the top. In addition, there's another 5% that it usually costs for administrative expenses. So, you know, the officers, the lawyers, the accountants, whatever that takes, right? So if that's another 5% each year of the total raised by the fund, that's another 50%. That leaves really only 30% of the money that the limited partners can invest that can actually put be put to work for the investors. Now, there are nuances around it, and I know that I will have uh, investors and VCs, you know, jumping down our throats and in 20 seconds, but stop your cards and, and, and letters, right? There are things you can do in the short term with a kind of side investments that would be everything from an overnight float in bank accounts that does earn more capital, that helps to defray some of those expenses. Sometimes the 2% is postponed until the end of the fund. There's all kinds of games to be played. But the nominal deal is 2%, maybe 2.5% or more in management fees and another 5% to actually run the show. Okay. So the exits have to have liquidity events, right? These exits, which are sale or IPO, they've got to be 10x at an absolute minimum. In 10x, meaning 10 times the sum invested. For every million dollars put down, you'd better see 10 million at the far end, let alone the 100x or the 400x's that we hope for, right? These outsized returns, because the VCs have to have these other expenses to operate the darn thing. Now, if a VC is going to shoot for a 3x return to the investors, it's kind of the, the golden circle, right? Then they must charge these kinds of, or they must look for these kinds of returns because the costs of running the darn thing are so expensive. Now, if you invest your capital in the open stock market, general equities, things like that. The rule of thumb is that you can double your money every seven years. If that's the case, you can see why if you take on the additional risk of venture capital, you're going to want an exit of at least three times over 10 years. All right. Now, every time you have an exit at a conventional venture capital firm, there's something called a carry. The carry is the bonus, if you will, paid to the general partners of the firm, right? And that's 
That's kind of the, the standard. It's called the two and 20. 2% runs the fund. The 80% is what goes back to investors at the exit, right? So every million bucks made, 800,000 is given to the uh, investors and 200,000 to the general partners. So that's the two and 20 process. If that's the case, then again, you have reduced the exit to the investor. That's their gross. And then they have to go pay taxes on it. So you see why the outsized returns are required because the risk is much greater than investing in open equities. Well, maybe not last uh, February, but you know how that goes. Um, <laughs> but that's the object of the game. That's how the numbers are played. To get a return on investment of 2x or 100% 10 years for the investors, right? Two times the money you put in comes back to you. The VCs have to make a 10x return either on an acquisition or a sale. This is tough stuff. It's designed for a very small sliver of companies that could do that. And remember, Venture capital was designed to fund that kind of innovation. The folks who designed this stuff knew at the outset that the chances of success of any single venture was going to be very, very small. They weren't funding an individual company uh, the way you would say, oh, I'm going to buy stock at the Boeing company or I'm going to buy stock in, I don't know, Morgan Stanley or something like that. They were funding this idea that we could move the world forward with technology inventions and innovations, right, by throwing massive amounts of capital at it, bubbling it all up. And whatever emerged, those very few that would be successful, would be so successful that it would return a sufficient return on investment to those who are willing to take that massive risk. Makes sense, yeah? That's way cool. But don't try to fund everybody's Joe's, you know, pub and, uh, and, and taxi stand, right? It's not going to work. Or even everybody's new SaaS product to put this back. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Don't see a lot of VC going into pubs and taxi stands. <laughs> Nor should I, it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hyperbole. Yeah. <laughs> but you get well, the idea. I do. And we need right. to take another break now for our sponsors. This is VC Confidential, our premiere episode, and we will be right back. More ways you can source capital for your company's growth on VC Confidential is coming up. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com.
Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music are back with the inside scoop on what VCs are thinking and where they are investing today and tomorrow on VC Confidential, only on WMR.FM. Welcome back to VC Confidential, our premiere episode. This is Ann Kennedy, and I am here with Jillian Music. We are talking about venture capital and how it works and who makes money. And in the last segment, Jillian, you really walked us through brilliantly um, how the money gets made, how much of the money that's invested actually gets invested in the companies, and then um, why the big name venture capital companies need to make huge exits in order to pay their investors back, but also they need to bring in really large sums of money, institutional capital, sometimes sovereign wealth, to because the things they're funding are really huge. Now and risky. And exceedingly risky. risky. And the exce- most risky asset class. Absolutely. Not for the faint hearted. Um, and and, and it should be rewarded uh, mm-hmm. well. And those very large uh, and well-known uh, brand name VC firms, which we will not name here, <laughs> but because <laughs> we really don't want a lot of cards and letters coming our way. <laughs> um, uh, but they um, they do a great job. They do a great job. Right? And it's what they're what supposed they to be do, doing. The question is, and this goes back to that astounding statistic um, that 80% of all venture-backed companies fail. The question is, should companies be looking for that kind of funding when, say, it's a SaaS solution, you know, for, right. oh, telemedicine? You know, let's just right. take something current. Right. So, so the number of companies, let's go out to some more stats. 0.06% of any company on the planet is ever going to get venture capital. Right. So that's really, really oh, sorry, I, I missed a zero. It's 0.006%, right? So it's tiny, it should be tiny because venture capital wasn't designed for everything. In short, I really think that we're lacking new terminology, Anne, right? So I keep calling it conventional venture capital. It's designed for a very small sliver of the economic market of these new companies. And yet, every Tom, Dick, and Harry thinks that it's, you know, this uh, team is going to build the next massive whatever, and they need VC money. And if you ask how their exits are going to look, well, they be thrilled to have a 10 or a 20 or 50 uh, million dollar exit. This is not the billion dollar unicorn exits that is really designed, right, for the venture capital uh, process and venture capital was designed to create those things. So we need new, perhaps, terminology around it, but we also need new funding models because by our very process, we are exploding these companies. A little while ago, you talked about the reasons that people would be concerned about, uh, you know, these venture capital numbers. You indicated that, you know, the, the people who should be worried would also be civic leaders, not just investors and entrepreneurs. So I wanted to touch on that. Why civic leaders? And here's why. Because again, a small group of companies will get venture capital around the world. That's fine. Okay. But by its very process, we push those companies to scale as quickly and expeditiously as possible toward a sale. 
right? In truth, if you're coming in early, angel definitely, but even close to that seed or series A, it's taking an average of 11 to 16 years to exit now. And this is one of the things that you and I heard as we began to, as I said, you know, we announced the intention to form a fund. That was not when the Master's Fund launched, right, in 2018. That's our intention to form the fund. Then we went out and we did the research, right? What we heard again and again from investors, both angel and early seed stage, so they're writing larger checks and parts of funds and so on, was, yeah, I put my money down. It's 10, 12 years. Where the hell is my money? Where's the exit? The company's paying its bill. It's doing fine. Those are part of the 16%. They're tooling along, but they're not exiting. The only way an investor gets their money back in venture capital is sale or IPO. Only those two things, and it's called one, it's called an exit, right? And there's only two ways to do that. In that event, you finally get your money back out, but it's really unsuitable for an individual investor, right? You and I, Anne, I mean, this is our opus, right? We're not young spring chickens. We've already built our companies. We built an industry. We did all this stuff. This is great. This is our last play. We get to play this game once and then we're too old to care. You forgive me, but most individuals have also taken a lifetime to acquire their capital and now they can make these investments, but they are also one-time players. 15, 16 years later, they're too old to care. They cannot recycle that capital back in. Now, it doesn't mean you can't put down money every single year for, you know, five, 10 years and so on and make multiple uh, investments. But that's the case. We need new forms of venture capital to serve individual investors and to serve the massive amount of companies that are not suitable for venture capital. So that's what we're here for, except we have reached the end of our time for this episode. On upcoming episodes of VC Confidential, we will interview many guests and we will also bring you many more of the things that we have learned as we formed our fund. For to now, we'd like to thank our sponsors at WMR.FM who agreed to take a chance on our new show. You can listen to future shows right here on WMR.FM and in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. You will find all of our CEO Coach podcasts there as well. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and we are so glad that you joined us on our premiere episode of VC Confidential. You can find out more about us at outlinesventure.com. Till next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.